hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Yes, good morning. Once again, a lot to talk about on today's program, including Federal Finance Minister Bill Morneau reviewing and considering, quote-unquote, changes to the mortgage stress test. We'll also talk about a new report that says nearly half of Hamilton renters are living in unaffordable housing. Don't forget, you can go online to the all-new robgolfie.com. That's robgolfie.com. Call the Golfie team anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Remember, Golfie gets it sold. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like Rob Golfie on Facebook. And uh, be sure to download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team, send them an email. The email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. We are in the depths of December. Yes. And and how, how does it uh, feel to be a realtor in the depths of December? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> You know what? Uh, we're in holiday mode and uh, still working and uh, it... Uh, um, the serious buyers are out there. So if you got your house up for sale and you got somebody looking at it, you definitely know that he's a serious buyer and he needs to find a house. And uh, so I think, um, uh, you know, always okay the showings. Uh, if, yeah. you're, if you're a seller, okay the showings. Even though, you know, I mean, obviously you're not going to okay a showing on a Friday or Saturday night, you know, when you're having a party or anything. But but uh, okay the showings and uh, there's a high probability that you may get a, a, an offer a lot better right now than any other time of the year just because there's not that much for sale. Are the next two weeks the slowest two weeks of the year? Uh I, I would say so. Yeah, I would. The best way to describe December is you're you're working on business that you've already developed through the month, right? There's not there's not a lot of new appointments that that are going on. There's not not a lot of new listings that are coming up. There are some still, but there's just not a lot. So it's it's basically what you've been working on that that maybe the people that haven't bought yet are still you know looking towards. In, in, into December, um, and then the people who who you're meeting with, it's more of a casual meeting. You know, you know, what do you think my house is worth? You know, when should we list it? You know, we we're, we're looking to make a move in this spring. Now, every incident is is different. Every scenario, situation is different. But but from my experience, that's what it's been. Um, and in terms of what I've been working on recently, for those people who do have their house up for sale, is the next two week. Uh, you know, that prime opportunity for them to hit the pause button to maybe take it down, take the listing down just because of the holidays. They, you know, they don't want to have those showings during the holiday season. They'll say, hey, you know what, let's press pause and then we'll come back after the Christmas Not necessarily break. because no? right now you're going to get a lot of people driving, visiting, family and friends. And sometimes you may get that one person saying, hey, I kind of like this neighborhood. And because, you know, they don't normally drive there, uh, you know, on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. So they're they're driving around. They see a house they like and, they you know, their friends live there. They love that neighborhood. And there's a high probability that somebody may end up putting calling and saying, hey, I, I kind of like this house the way I, I see it. They weren't even thinking of moving, but because they hear the neighborhood's fantastic, 
Um, there's all certain, uh, you know, reasons people, but I, I, I never, you know, would keep a house off the market if you're looking at selling because you never know where the buyer is going to come from. What's, what's interesting about this month, this December in particular is Korea came out with a stat and we're the lowest inventory in terms of listings that we have been in since 2007. Hmm. So as soon as you, 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 you peel it back and you, you start to look at the numbers of, of the listings that are out there. It might, you know, you can you can think of, yeah, it's a good time to list now. There's nothing else for sale. We've had a couple properties in this month alone that went into multiple offers, right? And 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 like I said before, it's not a situation where we price it low to 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 get that multiple offer. There's a lack of inventory right now, specifically in this month. There always is, you know, lower inventory in December, but but right now we're the lowest we've ever been since 2007. So is that uh, stat from Korea? Is that uh, Hamilton or is that that's Aspenation? nationally okay? Okay, but the 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 Real Estate Association of Hamilton Burlington, the inventory is low. Right, I'm not sure what the exact stat is, but but we're 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 at the lowest we've been in in over ten years. Hmm. How does Christmas decorations play a part in showing homes? And um, it, it, it's fine. Some some houses that will reshoot them in January, like uh, to update the picture, so there's no Christmas ornaments or anything like that around the house. Um, I know, and, and, it, and it takes a long time for people to get their Christmas lights down outside. Yeah, yeah. But the inside, once the Christmas tree's gone, we'll, we'll come back and uh, and uh, reshoot the uh, the house uh, mm-hmm. in January, just so that uh, you know it doesn't have the Christmas. Can you imagine if the house is still for sale? You know, February, March, and you got Christmas. Still have the uh, tree up. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to make sure that uh, that the house is uh, you know f- uh, free from all uh, yeah. decorations. Like I that. I never discourage anybody from putting up Christmas ornaments or decorations. I say, hey. Listen, you you know, live here as if you you weren't weren't selling it. Sure. Like, like anybody who who's going to come and view the property understand understands it's that time of year. Right. You know, they don't. There's no ill towards you know walking through a house that's you know decorated with Christmas decorations. So I said, you know, and everyone always asks that question. They always say, you know, what do I do with the Christmas decorations? Do mm-hmm. I put them out? Do I only put some out? And I said, you know, do it like you were you were going to do in any other any other year, right? And because and, anybody coming through is. It's going to recognize, you know, it's the time of year, it's the right. time of season. They're not going to be distracted or, 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 you know, not going to not buy your property because you've decorated for Christmas. I would assume, though, if there is some spectacular decorations, you have a real tree, it smells amazing. Yeah, that that could be, you know, oh yeah, that's the ambiance right? yeah. yeah. showing, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because you're selling, you know, a, a uh, an image or a dream, right? Absolutely. Well, there's there's there was a property that I went through in Cambridge, and uh, and she the sellers wanted people to see the Christmas tree. So it was a, a very modern chic style property. They had like a 20 or 18 foot Christmas tree wow. in their living room and it looked incredible. And I'm like, you know what? I go, if a person sees this tree in this living room, they're going to include it with the house, right? Cause it just, <laughs> it suits the room. It suits the style of the yeah, property. Yeah. It's, it's a modern, it sounds weird, but it's a modern looking Christmas tree, right? Just the way it's designed and stuff. So, it, it, you know, there's situations where, you know, somebody might like that. And, and you know what I mean? Sure. It, it, it brought a little awe when I was walking through, I was like, holy smokes, like, right. that's incredible. How do you decorate yeah. something like that? Uh, yeah. 18 feet? Well, it, no. So it's, a, <laughs> it, it, it's not an actual Christmas tree. It's in the shape of a Christmas tree, okay. but it just had, it was just, so it's a really modern Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. It was a, okay. yeah, it, it, yeah, it's not even a Christmas tree. It's, it's just, you know, yeah. It's just I like, understand. Yeah. 
Okay, let's get to uh, our first topic of the day, and uh, it revolves around renting in Hamilton. So the Social Planning and Research Council of Hamilton uh, has conducted a report. It's it's one of a series of reports that they're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. This one in particular shows that 45% of renters are living in unaffordable housing and using a disproportionate amount of their income just for shelter. So based on data from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, uh, the nonprofit says that from 2015 to 2018, inflation rose by 6%. Rental prices for private units increased by 21%. And basically, it's forcing renters to use up more of their income to pay for the rent. Um, are rental rates too high in the city? Are they are, are landlords taking advantage of the fact that there's a lot of newcomers to Hamilton? The the, the rents are high in Hamilton, and, and that's why there, there's a, a lot of uh, investors buying real estate in Hamilton. Now, here's now, there's two ways you can do this. Now, as a renter, uh, there's a lot of renters who been renting the same house for probably 10, 15 years. Now, a lot of landlords, what they do is if they're happy with their tenant, they don't raise their rent. So they're paying actually rent from 10, 15 years ago, mm. which sometimes could be less than $1,000 on right. a three-bedroom bungalow in East Hamilton or Central Hamilton. But those are the lucky few. Those are the lucky few, but here's the problem. Now, what happens is, now the landlord owns the property. He's looking at saying, hey, I can get this much money for my property. I want to sell. Right. Now, that person that's been paying, let's say, eight, $900 a rent a month, once he's evicted because the house is being sold, he has to go find another place to rent. He, he's not going to find anything for eight, $900 a month for the same thing. Now, if you're a renter and if you're listening... Um, and let's say you've got kids in high school and you don't want them to change high schools. The way I would do this – now, the renter has to think like a business person. Now, you go to your landlord and say, hey, listen, I know I'm paying uh, – I'm willing – if you can sign a three- or four-year lease, I'll increase my rent by $50, $75, even $100. Because if you're paying eight, $900, you're paying cheap rent, mm-hmm. especially on a detached home or a townhouse. Now, if you tell him, I'll give you an extra $100 a month, which is an extra $1,200 a year – and sign another three- to five-year lease. Now, if that landlord sells, he's stuck. He's stuck with you. You know you are living there for another three to five years. Now, but once the one-year lease is up, when you originally sign a lease for a, a rental, you basically, it, it, it's open game it's there. Fair game, yeah. It's fair game. It's fair game. A landlord can give you 60 days notice saying, hey, you know what? I sold the property. I got somebody else moving in. But if you got it, if you got the landlord tied up, he can't sell it. And if he does sell it, the, other, the the new owner is going to have to uh, assume you as a as a tenant. Mm-hmm. So as as a as a tenant, there's ways to do it, especially if you're paying paying low rent. Offer an incentive to the landlord, and then uh, so that you're not evicted and you're and you're secured for another three to five years. But but if you're only on a month to month basis, it's it's like anything. Like I know so many people out there, tenants especially, they um, they they the homeowner sells the property, the landlord sells the property, and now the tenant's gonna have to find a new place. And basically, his rent is almost like forty percent more what he's looking at, and he can't afford it because he's so used to paying low rent. You know, yeah, it's, so it's tough. It's tough. So if you're a renter, make a deal with the landlord and uh, try to get another three to five years le- uh, lease. Uh, on there, and and if you're and if let's say you don't use the three to five years, believe me, the landlord will be happy because you're still paying cheap rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting to note that the SPRC report says that if prices were to increase by inflation, uh, the average market rent for a private rental unit in the city would be about eight hundred eighty-four dollars instead of one thousand and nine dollars. So uh, almost you know one hundred twenty bucks in terms of difference just on. 
uh, if it were to increase by inflation. we got a few more statistics to go through from this SPRC report. We'll also talk about Finance Minister Bill Morneau reviewing and considering changes to the mortgage stress test. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfi team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfi on Instagram and Twitter. Check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page as well. And if you have a question for the Golfi team or you have a topic idea that you want us to tackle on a future program, send us an email. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. If you are one of the few people in this city that have not yet downloaded the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast, do it today wherever you get your favorite podcast. Still to come, we'll talk about the mortgage stress test. Is it going to be tweaked? Is it going to be uh, changed? Is it going to be scrapped? Well, we'll hear from Finance Minister Bill Morneau in the new year as he considers possible changes to the program. We were opening up today's show with a report from the Social Planning and Research Council of Hamilton that shows that 45% of renters in this city are living in unaffordable housing, basically using more of their income than they really want to to pay their rent. Uh, The report says that between 2017 and 2018, Hamilton's average rents spiked 6.9%, a rate higher than the provincial average, and eviction notices for reasons other than non-payment of rent, such as renovations that create these higher quality units, have more than doubled. So what uh, a lot of landlords are doing is they're booting their tenants out because they want to renovate the property and then re-renting that same space for a whole lot more. That's right, and or or selling it, or selling, uh, or, or selling it, and uh, and that and that's and that's the tough thing. There's a lot of long-term renters out there. They're 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 uh, it's it's tough for them. I, I feel bad for them uh, because they're so used to paying a, a certain amount of rent. I have rent uh, some rental properties, and I and I basically if they're paying me rent every month on time, I don't raise the rent because you know what? Hey, you've been good, you, you know, and and and. And that's what a lot of landlords do. They don't bother the tenant if they're paying the rent on time every month because it's hassle-free. But but there will be a time when the the landlord wants to sell or renovate, and then uh, they're you know they've they've we're, been lucky for so long, but now they, they they're going to have to pay the price after. We're in a rental period or, an, or or a rental market right now where there's a lack of inventory combined with how hard it is to get into the market with owning a house that's that's you have you have an influx of renters and and, and no inventory it's going to push the rental rates up and and you know as much as we talk about multiple offers for houses there's situations where people are are going over over the asking price of a rental just to secure a property hmm. like you'll, you you know you'll be able to see three or four bids in on a rental property and that's that's what's happening in the city right now or wow. or you're even getting uh sometimes if somebody knows a renter and they know they're a good paying rent uh, a, a renter uh the the investor or the buyer will buy a property specifically for a particular renter because he knows he's going to have a good tenant hmm. 
And uh, so there's, but there is a shortage of homes. There's no doubt about it. Um, and uh, for for renters out there, and, it, and that's why there's such a spike in the, in the rental. Do you guys get a lot of calls from uh, prospective renters to say, "Hey, I'm new to the city," or you know, "I've just been evicted because you know there's a you know a renovation going on, or the landlord is sold." Do you get renters calling you saying, "Hey, can you find me a we, place?" We get that a lot. Uh, right. Landlords, uh, you know, uh, sold and they got to move out in 60 days. Wow. Can you imagine, Rick? Right now, you get noticed. Okay, you got to move in 60 days. Yeah. That's tough. So not only, you know, like you're just living com- life comfortably and you're going, doing your own business and all of a sudden, bang, yeah. you got to leave in If you're single, days. maybe not as stressful, but if you have a kid you know, a or family, a couple of kids, yeah, yeah then... You got to change schools. You yeah. got to try to find something in the same area. And it, it becomes tough. It becomes tough. So like I said, you, you know, a, a renter's got to have to, you know... You know, be a little more savvy and, and, and you know, make a deal with the landlord and, and maybe re-sign a new lease so he, he knows he's secured there mm-hmm. for another couple years or more. If you're a renter, you always want term, right? Go for term. It's yeah. the same same thing in a, in, a, in a contract negotiation for professional athlete. They always want term. And, and even if you have to pay a little bit more per month, you know, whether it's, you know, 25 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks per month, if you can get an extra year or an extra two years on your lease, that will secure you. You will be living in that property, you know for sure, for the next two to three mm-hmm. years. And and right now the standard is, you know, a one year lease and and you and know and, and then it goes after month to month and then after, after you go month to month. But but try and negotiate and, and, and secure term. Get two year or three year leases, especially if you if you have a job security um, and and you know you have young kids going to a school and you want to stay in that location, secure a longer term lease. You mentioned job security, and that's maybe one of the or one of the question marks because, as we know, in this day and age, there's a lot of precarious work. There's a lot of contract work, yeah, yeah. Um, and you might not have that job security, right? Yeah, and and that's one of the most difficult things is is you know, companies are so reluctant to hand out full time jobs it's a lot of it's part-time with full-time hours yep, and yep. and there's not you're not guaranteed those hours so when you're when you're pitching it to a landlord or a prospective landlord you, you got to say hey listen you know I, I i understand i'm a part-time employee but i work full-time hours and and you got to you got to show your income and improve that to, just to ensure that you're you're a good tenant but it, it is hard where, where a lot of people don't have that opportunity to to you know there might be in contract or they might be laid off or mm-hmm. collecting you know unemployment every everybody's situation is different which which makes it difficult but if you can secure the term on your lease it, it, it secures a place to live yeah one more tidbit from the SPRC report it says that 45.4% of renter households are living in unaffordable housing meaning that they spend around 30% of their income on housing costs some are spending even more 20% of renters are spending 50% or more of their income on housing. That's a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, it's incredible. It, it, it is a lot, and it's tough. And, and, but if, and if you struggle. peel it back, like if you peel it back and you say, okay, that's 30% of your income, well, that's what a mortgage is, right? That's what a mortgage payment sure. is. That's how yeah. they That's how they qualify you. Is you're, you're spending, I think it's like 32 or 32 to 38% of your income, your monthly income on that mortgage. So it's no different than somebody who's paying a mortgage to, to paying rent, but it's just when, when you peel it back, usually that person who's paying rent doesn't have a... And much left left over for for the cost of living yeah. um, in, well, in comparison when, to the to the mortgage payment. When right. you're hitting fifty percent, they're they're definitely that's incredible. It's it, it's it, it's becoming very costly for them. There's no doubt about it. And you know, I haven't I haven't rented in a while. I would assume that the rental uh, price still includes utilities, whereas a mortgage will not. Right. right. Exactly. So the it depends. Depends. Every every rental is different. I know from my experiences. The landlord, or or what I recommend to landlords is is the landlord pays the utilities because 
in the event that the renter doesn't pay the utilities, the landlord's going to have to end up paying for them anyways, right. and now they're in arrears and, and and they're getting their their self out of that situation. So if the if the landlord pays for the utilities, they're you know they're always up on it, them. It, it, every situation's different. That's um, more of a multiple units. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if you have if you have a duplex triplex, you only have one meter for gas, one meter for hydro. Right. But if it's a single family home. The, uh, the, the renter pay. pays the yeah. heat and hydro, and uh, and now the way uh, the water meter works, uh, the, the landlord has to get the bill for the water, and then you just have to charge it back to the you just to kind the of tenant. follow it down. Yeah. 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 All right, let's uh, switch gears and talk about uh, Federal Finance Minister Bill Morneau is apparently going to review and consider changes to the mortgage stress test. So Prime Minister Justin Trudeau asking Mr. Morneau to consider changing the test that Canada's real estate industry is criticized for being a drag on the housing market. So the finance minister will review and consider recommendations from financial agencies related to making the borrower stress test more dynamic. So is this something that should be done? Yes. <laughs> well, you know. Well, let me maybe let me rephrase that. So he's considering uh, and going to be reviewing the stress test. Obviously, that should be done. We should have a review. Yeah. But should it be changed or scrapped? Maybe that's the more appropriate question. Um, I I think you know what it it, it puts people in a different uh, a price bracket that they wish they could buy. Like the stress test now, if somebody wants to buy can afford a six hundred thousand uh, dollar mortgage. Uh, can't get that $600,000 mortgage to buy that $700,000 house or whatever. And it, so now they have to drop down and, and it may, they may not be able to move the neighborhood they want or anything. So it's, it's limited people and getting what they want. Um, they put the stress test in, I think because they thought the economy was going to go bad and it didn't or, or to slow down the economy and, and it did. Now they want to pick it back up because the economy is a little bit, you know, I mean, it's good, but it's, it's, they, they need to get more people uh, buying out there. So, you know what? If the government just left things alone and let, let time take its toll... <laughs> it would have uh, taken care of itself. It would take care I of itself. They, 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 tamper with, they tamper with the economy too, too much and, and they sway too much one way, then it goes the other way, and it just goes back and forth like a ping pong mm-hmm. uh, ball. I know? said this in the beginning when the stress test came out. It, it's going to have you know unrelated consequences to the stress test. Like I said... When somebody wants to get a mortgage, if they're not going to get it from an A lender, they're going to go to a B lender, right? It's not, it's not a situation where somebody's going to back out of a deal. And in some instances, they're going to back out of a deal because they can't get it. But in the end, if somebody needs a mortgage to buy a certain property, they're going to get creative in financing and find a way to obtain that mortgage. So the stress test is just going to – it's just making people get more creative and go a different route instead of a traditional route. Now, what, what, what he also highlighted was, was talking about – an empty housing tax or a vacant house yeah, tax, yeah. right? So in Vancouver, they've they've been doing this since 2016. They implemented this in 2016. In 2017, they had 2,538 empty units in 2017. In 2018, that dropped to 1,989 empty units. Now, this tax has created a tax revenue of $40 million since 2016. That tax has been put right back into... Uh, 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 providing affordable and sustainable housing for people in that economy, which is great, which is amazing. So, what's wrong with going that route? Mm-hmm. You know, if if you put an empty house tax, that's going to result in more rental properties, more landlords. You know, creating an initiative to put up their 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 units for rent. Yep. it's going to 
it's going to hopefully stabilize the rental market. Like we're we're the, one of the fastest appreciate appreciate appreciating rental markets in all of Canada right now. It's going to stabilize the rental market. And it's going to create tax revenue that could be put right back into sustainable affordable housing. Like it's a win win win. And and I, I I was never a fan of the stress test from my experience in talking to different lenders that we work with, and 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 reading stuff about the what the stress test has done in you know in our market. It, it, it's all it's done is it's created a burden for a buyer to get creative and go an alternative route instead of the the a lending mm-hmm. because it's it's way too restrictive right now and the stress test is 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 killing people especially first time home buyers was the stress test not originally correct me if i'm wrong not originally set up to kind of slow the price increase and pr- prices are still going up i think we went through a phase that we thought interest rates were were going to the moon, yeah. right? There was there was, and and I think it was a, a situation where, you know, if this person's going to get an interest rate of two point eight nine, are they going to be able to afford it when it gets up to four? Right. right. So that's what it was predicting. It's it was making sure that somebody can be able to afford that interest rate hike if it if it then came. But what we what we've always said is if that person could afford that interest rate rate hike by that time they've already bought a new car or taken a vacation True, or, yeah. or whatever right yeah. it's people have you know spend up to their ceiling and, and and that's what we've you know that's what our economy mm-hmm. has been known we have one of the high, highest household debts in you know the world yeah so it's uh, you mentioned the vacancy tax so how does that differ from the speculation tax um the, so the vacancy tax is just people who have who own a house that's that's not rented that's or not, not rented sold. yeah right. yeah and so the speculation tax would be somewhat similar than that. Yeah, I think okay. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I don't know what the speculation tax is in terms of what what type of tax it is. I'm more familiar with the with the vacancy tax. Okay, and apparently that's applicable to properties owned by non-resident, non-Canadians. So in Vancouver, with all you know the Chinese yeah, immigrants right. or the Chinese so, speculators, that would apply to them. So does that mean if you're uh, a Canadian citizen, you can have your uh, uh, House vacant and not pay the tax? Uh, well, I don't think so. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like they're not going. You know to what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. So it's hard to tell. But uh, but in, in in large large city centers like Vancouver, uh, Montreal, and Toronto, they they've got you know that's where a lot of it's happening with yeah. the vacancy tax. We, I don't think we see that that here in Hamilton. Uh, just or not as much. There doesn't no. seem to be a lot of vacant no. properties here. No. I think this would affect more Toronto. Right? Yeah. It, it, it's it's incredible what's going on in Toronto, where you know that. We have some some new condo developments that are sold out before it's even offered to the to the yeah. local market, yeah. right? And, and and you know they don't even hit the the sales. You know no, you know you, a new condo's built and nobody ever had an opportunity to buy it because they've been sold overseas. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, you're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Go online to robgolfie.com. They're all over social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. And download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Canadian house prices in terms of uh, the coming years, we're going to get you to look into your crystal ball, (laughs) are basically, according to this report from debt assessment firm Fitch Ratings, are not going to be as robust as maybe some would think. So it says that the country is going to see house price growth of about 1% 
which will then set against inflation of around 2%, which will mean a real decline. So what does this mean? Well, Fitch presents a slightly more dour outlook to house price growth than some of the uh, real estate agents that are out there, forecasting a 3.1% increase in the cost of a two-story detached home next year as millennials in Montreal Ottawa, those darn millennials. Millennials in Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto shift to the suburbs from urban condos. So compared to 23 other countries in this outlook, Fitch's forecast for house price growth in Canada comes in near the bottom, second lowest only to Italy at 0.5% increase. Colombia, strangely enough, is highest at 7%. U.S. house prices predicted to grow by 3% next year. Canada and the U.K., the only countries to be rated stable slash negative in an overall market evaluation, while all the rest are assessed as stable. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know what? Because we've hit to a certain level of of home prices, that it's just going to stabilize. Just just like so, sometimes smaller communities in and around uh, Hamilton and Niagara, mm-hmm. you'll find that they had a spike uh, a couple years ago. The Grimsby effect. The Grimsby right? effect, and uh, yeah, and they and they go, and, you know, so they they flatline for a while. So so we're, I mean, so they're looking at uh, the economy going, you know, dropping a bit, but and it doesn't mean house prices are dropping. It just means they just flatline. Right. Just, so it's. It's nothing to worry about. Like I said, I still follow the terminology. And, and actually, Rick, it was funny. I was at a waterfront property the other day, and I did a full analysis on this property. And, and my number came in, uh, um, um, let's, let's, say, let, let's say it was one5 Three five million, okay. and uh, it's a pretty and specific number. Pr- pretty specific number, <laughs> and then uh, I so that was the comparable that it looked very comparable to other houses. Then I I did the the, the factor. It was ten years ago that they purchased this house. Mm-hmm. I doubled it. Guess what? The number matched. Wow. Yeah. So so. I, you know when and uh, that number when they match two of them line up then then uh, the number lines up that way but 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 it, not always it works that way but on some houses it does sometimes but like I does. said house prices double every ten years and uh, but it and sometimes you only owned it for five years. And you've doubled it, depending where in that time, yeah, in right. that 10-year period that you bought. That's a good so. point. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about baby boomers. If you're in that category, or if not, uh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Our house is a very, very, very fine house With two cats in the yard Life used to be so hard Now everything is easy because of you Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com, on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. Check them out on Facebook as well. And if you have a question or topic idea for the Golfie team, you can send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Be sure to download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts as well. Baby boomers, I think this was in Business Insider, baby boomers have made a fortune on real estate 
Here are three reasons to consider cashing out now. So the story goes, longtime Canadian homeowners have benefited from declining interest rates and increasing home prices. As boomers, currently aged 55 to 75, continue to transition to retirement, they'll need to be fa- or they will be faced with decisions about whether to and when to downsize or sell the real estate. So if you're a boomer right now, this is the big question. Do I stay in my home a little bit longer because prices have gone up a little bit, or do I cash out now, downsize, and live the rest of my life in a bungalow or a condo? I, you know what? I don't, it's, it's hard to, uh, you know, give the crystal ball. Everybody's different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, they all have, they've all done well. I mean, uh, you know, like my parents, I mean, they've been in their house for, uh, probably 55 years now wow. and they bought it for, I think, I think it was like, uh, $15,000. <laughs> so, That's incredible. and, uh, and the houses on their street are selling for probably, you know, close to 500, uh, about 450. Yeah. So, so they've done pretty good on oh, their yeah, investment. For sure. And, uh, so, I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, they can wait another the year, their another house, two years. Yeah. You don't know wh- where the, the economy is going. Exactly. But, but I mean, if they're, but if they're ready, if they have a lot of equity and they're ready, um, then I would just move. But n- now the thing is, if you if we just came out of a let's say a recession, I would say hang in there for another four to five years because it's going to go n- nowhere but up. But we haven't been out of a recession for ten years, mm-hmm. so I, I think we're we're at a good state. Yeah, it may increase next year. You know, three four percent the year after the same thing. But but your money's gonna you know your money's gonna uh, work for you anyway wherever you're going wherever you're gonna put it but um, but yeah no I think it's uh, if you're a baby boomer now and you got your house paid for and you've bought it if you owned it for twenty thirty forty years yeah uh, and and you're ready to go into a different stage in your life mm-hmm. an apartment or a condo or whatever I would do it Now's I would do it time, yeah do you want to absolutely yeah I mean you got to look for and say do I see myself living in this house in 10 years, right? Like, for example, if you have an acre of property or two acres of property and you're cutting grass, like, is that something that you're going to be able to do in 10 years? Right. If you're living in a, you know, a, a big two-story home and you're climbing stairs, you know, is that something that you're going to be able to do, to do in 10 years, right? Now, there's some people that, that were lucky that live in a bungalow now and, and, and that's something, uh, you, know, you know, they can grow old in and continue to live in for the rest of their lives, which is, which is perfect. You don't, you know, you might not be able to, you don't need to make a move in that situation. But, you know, for most people, pe- the baby boomers are going to want to downsize, they're going to want something that's easier to maintain, that's something that's, you know, more affordable. But what's happening is, and what we've seen more than ever is, is the spike of reverse mortgages where people are living longer, the maintenance of a house in terms of tax and, and you know, and going longer into retirement, it's it's costing people more money. So, you know, it it, it it all depends on your situation. What we've seen is we've seen a lot of empty nesters sell their two-story houses, 33,200 square feet, and, and downsize into a small, you know, even a small two-story townhome or a small bungalow. That's That's been ideal for most people. But, but everyone's situation is different. I mean, if I were to, if I, you know, my question to, to most people who ask me this is, do you see yourself living here in 10 years? And if the answer is no, well, start making that move sooner than later mm-hmm. because it, moving sucks. It's hard to move. It's, it's Especially after being in the same house for a long time. Yeah, right? it, it, but combined with the, you know, you know, the physical aspect of, of actually packing up and moving and, and, and you know, actually going out and, and making that, that, you know, looking for properties, it's easier to do at a younger age. Yeah. You know, for older people, they'll have to, hmm. they'll have to, you know, get help from their, from their kids or get help from someone. But, you know, if you're, if you're planning on making the move, make it sooner than later. Uh, here's an interesting stat. Real estate appreciation over the past 20 years in each of Canada's three largest cities, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, has outpaced that of New York 
L.A. and Seattle. That's according to uh, data from Better Dwelling. Uh, but still, back to boomers. The most recent Royal LePage Boomer Trends survey found that only 41% of boomers intend to downsize. I thought that number would have been a little bit higher. You know, because you know why? Because they're Europeans. They stick it up to the end. They don't want to move, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got, I'll tell you, all my uh, aunts and uncles, they still live in the same house in, that they bought probably 40, 50, uh, 60 years ago. Wow. Yeah. What's uh, incredible about this, I've been in real estate for three years, just over three, just over three years. I've already helped some people move three times. The same person. The same person. Wow. Yeah. I've helped them move. So like three, once a year, two, two people. Yeah. yeah. I've helped two yeah. people move three times. Holy. Like, yeah. our. But those like, aren't boomers, though. No. No, definitely not. <laughs> no. Definitely <laughs> not. You're not going to make money on boomers, <laughs> no, that's for sure. No. No, but you, like, I've got clients, um, on average, they're moving every five to seven years. Really? Yeah. yeah. And well, it's, that's that's the average right now. Is, yeah. Is that's, that's the that seems rate. like a lot, though. That does. Yeah. It, the, you know, that's a lot of work. So, um, it is a lot of work. Another interesting stat about <laughs> boomers when we come back. Uh, we'll hold on to that thought. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our street. One more go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio this fine morning with Rock Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can head online and check out the all-new robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like Rob Golfie on Facebook and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. We're talking about a report uh, that shows that longtime Canadian homeowners have benefited from declining interest rates and increasing home prices. And uh, boomers, if they're thinking about moving, now might be a good time to do so. How about this statistic from StatsCan? About 5,000 baby boomers retire each week in Canada. Wow. That's that, a heck of a that, lot. That is a lot. So what do they do? we got to get a hold of those boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Who has this list? Yeah. You yeah, need their know. names, you addresses, know, exactly. and emails. You know what? It's either uh, <laughs> the, uh, the government, uh, when people apply for their uh, old age pension, or their, uh, what is it? There's, um, there's CPP. 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 So they're probably saying that every time there's people applying every week, for it. Every 5, week. Every 5,000. Yeah. So as they age... Um, Many will be selling their cottages. As they die, their children will be inheriting those cottages. Will children of boomers maintain two properties, in some cases co-owning cottages with siblings, or sell those cottages to pay down their home mortgage, uh, their own home mortgages? So there, there might be like a cottage shift. But I don't, yeah, going so I don't here. know if millennials will want to upkeep two properties. That's not the thing, right? No, no they, they don't want to work. They want to travel. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll, they'll give up the cottage. They see dollar signs. Like, they, the like oh for Sell sure the like especially the you know what i mean you go up into the muskokas you have this old you know thousand square foot cottage that's falling apart right. but it's nestled on a parcel of land which you that's, visited as a kid yeah but you know you've had your fun and, right and, and you just you know the longer you hold on to the cottage and, and and you know you're not paying for it as as the kid yeah right now now you're just seeing dollar, dollar signs. Signs. yeah you're just you know what i mean you could sell the property yeah. for millions of dollars and yeah so they're cashing but out. there's you know what i mean this doesn't go without a couple kitchen table conversations and oh yeah you yeah know. yeah the, these aren't rash decisions but I can see a glut of cottages 
coming for up sale. for sale. Yeah. Spe- this yeah, might be the next big that, boom. That market, that market in cottage country could actually fall a bit because you know, you're, you're seeing the, the boomers now, they're, they're, they're slowly selling them. Yep. And especially in the next 10 years, like, like, like millennials don't want to take care of two properties. They, they'll go and rent one for twice a twice a summer or three times a summer before sure. they'll own one. Yeah, oh definitely. And uh so so you're going to find uh I'd say in 5 to 10 years this uh, cottage country is going to be more affordable. Can you envision a lot of boomers selling their house to live in the cottage? Um depending I, they, on they're it doing is. some of them are doing it now. Yeah. They're yeah, they're renting uh uh locally something cheap, something small and uh and they're moving up north uh j- you know just so that is, that's their main uh primary residence but yeah. then they have a smaller residence where they basically raise their family interesting uh there's another uh, segment in terms of world travelers so boomers who retire might want to see the world uh but they'll rent out their house and visit friends and family or stay on their boat while they're back home and they'll consider selling their house Buy two condos, live in one, rent the other one. Yeah, yeah. You know what? They've they've got I, the cash. The boomers, yeah. the boomers have got the money. I live I live in a a, a condo in Grimsby, and, and I got two neighbors, and both boomers, and they're both in situations where I will not see them for six months six months of the year. Where they're, are they? They're gone, right? <laughs> and and you know, one has a place in Arizona, the other one has a place in Florida. Nice. But within that, within you know, visiting and going to those you know vacation properties, they're all over the world. So I'll see them in passing in the hallway and they're either going somewhere or coming from somewhere. And they're well tanned. And, 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 and yeah, exa- <laughs> always, always. And it's just a situation where, you know, they have that condo in Grimsby. It's just a home base for, for when they're coming home. It's a, you know, a place to stay when they come home and visit family and friends. And other than that, they're, they're across the world wow. doing something. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's you know that's the life people want to live in, in their retirement, and uh, if you're able to, then you know go on yeah, and do it. But for sure, yeah, uh, yeah, people have their primary residence in a, either a warm climate or like you know, so like the cottage people, they'll have a cottage up north and then a place in Florida. Yeah, they, they don't want that and, snow. And these are these are both of these people in particular sold uh, million dollar properties in Burlington and Oakville, hmm. and they've downsized to to what they bought pre construction uh, yeah. a three hundred and fifty four hundred thousand dollar condo. Wow, so. They they've take that money and, and put it towards their lifestyle and put it towards other properties nice. and, and and they love it. They no complaints. Good for them. We got a couple of minutes. Uh, Tis the season. I want to wish you guys a merry yeah, Christmas. Merry it's Christmas, been a tremendous uh, year. To you and everybody. I want to say uh, we started doing some cool little videos. Did you have a chance to see them on Instagram? I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have some some awesome videos that that were you know taking parts of our. Our, our show and mm-hmm. cutting them up and putting them on on Instagram. So follow us. Our Instagram account is Golfy Team. Um, we, we take the best sound bites from our show and, and put them on there. So yeah. it's, it's a cool little neat feature we started. I, I think doing. you had the All Star selection the first time around with the uh, the keep driving until you you can afford yeah. yes. the place. Yeah, yeah. Keep, which, <laughs> which keep is very true. Until you can afford yeah. drive until you can afford. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah, from all of us here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show, have a merry Christmas. Uh, I'm sure you guys will be busy during the holiday season, either we're, oh, we're, family and everything. Family else, yeah. and, and selling homes, yeah. if uh, there's uh, those out there. Remember, Golfy Gets It Sold. You can call them at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. You've been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.